Well, standing in the way of the Nashville Predators and a surprise playoff berth is what the Athletic just called the second toughest remaining schedule in the entire NHL. And the easiest game remaining might be tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll take a look at that game and break down the Preds' remaining schedule. Are there some soft spots that they may be able to take advantage of? We'll talk about it today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast available to you wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. So we've talked a lot about, hey, Nashville Predators control their own playoff fate. Uh, We have also talked about, oh, surprise playoff run, not off the table. Uh, But you might have noticed neither of us have gone all in on it yet. Have exactly been like, absolutely, I think this team can make the playoffs. All that good stuff. And the reason why is because of what The Athletic highlighted yesterday. Uh, Dom from The Athletic put out a chart that highlights the toughest remaining strength of schedule uh, for the entire NHL. And guess who was right there at the number two hardest schedule remaining? You guessed it, the Nashville Predators. Uh, The average opponent projected points 98.8 points, which means if that's the average, there are a lot of 100 plus point teams on that remaining schedule. And, and yeah, not a, not exactly going to be the easiest road. It's not going to be the easiest road. And look, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that one thing is true, and that is that Nick and I are at our very core. We are optimists. We are optimistic people. We are positive when it comes to our hockey, but you also can't take that too far. And as you sit and break down the next, you know, remaining games for the Nashville Predators, oh my gosh, friends realistic expectations are going to be your friend. I'm not speaking anything over the Nashville Predators, but realistic expectations will be your friend as we wrap up this season. Yeah. And the thing about uh, the athletic list is it doesn't even take into account things like back-to-backs. Right. Things like the travel schedule, which as we pointed out against Detroit, and some of the players said afterwards, uh, yeah, that does take an effect. And so all of a sudden, y- you look at the, you look a little bit further, and Nashville has four back to backs remaining. Remember, there's just four weeks left in the season, and there's four back to backs in those four remaining weeks. There's also some travel shenanigans. in there like the preds play dallas in dallas and then the next day play vegas in nashville 
Uh, so, you know, there's a couple of home and then away, like quick turnaround. They have some tough games on the road. Like they have to play Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. They're fighting for a playoff spot. So their fans are going to be motivated. They're going to have to play Winnipeg at Winnipeg. And if there's a playoff spot on the line, that oh building is going to be wild. So there's, you know, all these little variables that the more you look at it, the more you think, look, I get it, and we're optimists. But if the the realistic thing is if the Nashville Predators want to do this, mm-hmm. if they want to make that surprise playoff run, that surprise berth, it is going to be an absolute uphill battle for everyone on this team. It is going to be tough. And there's a couple things that absolutely have to happen if Nashville is going to squeak into the playoffs with the schedule that they have. And I think for me, the first thing is Philip Forsberg has to be playing. You know, I love what we're seeing from this team. I think everybody can get behind the fact that these young guys are coming in and they are hungry. We still have Matt Duchesne and Roman Yossi, but if you look, Duchesne and Yossi have been a little cooler lately. And you look at the team going forward, you look at the amount of goal scorers, just top goal scorers in the league that the Nashville Predators are facing from here on out. And Nashville has to have offense. They have to be able to get more than 16 shots on net if they want to win some of these games. And for me, you got to get Philip Forsberg back. And of course, I am not one to rush anyone back from an injury, so I'm not saying that. But if the Nashville Predators want to make a splash in some of the most difficult matchups they're going to have the entire season. They need to do it with Philip Forsberg on the ice. Well, they just need somebody who can score. I mean, that's kind of been their big Achilles heel, you know, especially in that Detroit game, you saw it firsthand. There's just like, there's just nobody that could, you know, push the issue a little bit. You saw a couple of flashes of great plays, but then you have a guy like Forsberg who consistently creates offense on both on his own and with the help of teammates and presses the issue a little bit in the uh, in the defense and the other team's defensive zone mm-hmm. you don't have anybody like that right now you know you would think Matt Duchesne is somebody like that but he really needs Philip Forsberg yes because he's a guy that I think we're slowly determining is his his best hockey is determined by who else is out there with him uh, which, you know, that's a, that's a whole other podcast. Episode. That's a podcast there. Uh, but, but they do need Philip Forsberg back and they need UC Soros also. And amen. UC Soros. Yes. We, we need the UC Soros from the Detroit game the other night where he's standing on his head, making save after save after save. And even when you have a, not a great game, like the other night against Detroit, you have an eraser, that can go out there and just kind of level the playing field no matter what. Keep it 0-0 when it should be, you know, one nothing, 2 nothing. Yeah. You need a goaltender like that. You need him at that form. Sometimes he has absolutely been that goaltender this year. Sometimes we've seen him a little bit inconsistent. We need him as his Vezina-nominated, like, goalie himself, his – his Vezina aura, so to speak. Yes. We need that aura for the rest of the year. We need his Vesnora. Vet. Oh. Hmm? Eh, I guess that works. All know. right. 
I, I like it. I like it. I like I like the attempt. Yeah, we do. Now, I will say, seeing last year, you look at what happens when you don't have UC Soros and you're trying to get into the playoffs, you're trying to make a playoff run. We have all actually walked through that reality. It's a little different because backup-wise, the Predators do have Kevin Lincoln in. But I am with you in the sense that goaltending is would be what would get the Predators into the playoffs just simply they have to have, like you said, top-notch UC Saros or top-notch Kevin Lankinen. Because, and I say this kindly and with love, this team is not yet a real playoff caliber team. Are they playing some great hockey? They are. They are finding ways to win games that really they don't have a lot of business necessarily being in. And I love seeing that. There's a lot of confidence in the room and that's great. But I think as we look ahead at this schedule, it's going to take more than just confidence to get enough points to get Nashville in the game. And here's the other thing that really stinks. Winnipeg. Winnipeg has it pretty easy, friends. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah, that's that's one. I mean, let's hope that their uh, recent slide is going to be like, what the Nashville Predators were last year. And we look and it's like, oh, there's some easy games left for the Nashville Predators. And then absolutely just crap the bed. <laughs> That's true. Those easy games. So let's look at the schedule, shall we? And because there's some intriguing games on there, yes. a couple of games uh, that maybe are a soft spot for the Nashville Predators. And we'll start, of course, with the easiest game, which uh, just, just happens to be tonight. The easiest remaining game left on the schedule. We'll talk about the Chicago Blackhawks coming to town in just a second. But first, I want to mention today's show brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. If you know, uh, there's sports that exist outside of hockey, people. One of those is basketball. And it's the NBA. And it's almost the end of their season as well. They have teams that are making the playoff push, which means now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because no customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything. You can bet on player props, like how many points is LeBron James going to score? How many points is Draymond Green going to have? All that good stuff. You can bet on traditional stuff like point spreads, money line, all that stuff, and exclusive FanDuel bets like the two by three, which are two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes of a game. And uh, if you want a little bit more bang for your buck, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Money, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Ann, we're looking at the Nashville Predators' remaining schedule, which the Athletic calls uh, the second toughest remaining in the entire NHL. We mentioned yep. the easiest game on the schedule. The easiest remaining game uh, is tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. And then you go through the rest of it. You have doubleheader. You have three teams in the playoff hunt. Mm -hmm. One that's firmly in 
and uh, you know, one that's still chasing but has a good shot. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, you go through the the list, and other than one more remaining game against the St. Louis Blues, uh, there are playoff team after playoff team after yes. playoff team. Yeah, you look at Nashville's schedule after the Winnipeg game on Saturday. So I'm going to disregard, I'm going to set aside tonight's game against Chicago. And then, of course, high noon for the Predators in a lot of ways is going to be Saturday afternoon's game against Winnipeg. After that Winnipeg game, whatever happens, there are 15 games remaining for Nashville. 11 of 15 games are against teams that are currently playoff teams currently playoff teams so then i was like well let's see i mean how bad is it really so i went to moneypuck.com and said okay give me the top teams right now as of today that are most likely to win the stanley cup and you're looking at carolina edmonton toronto boston and dallas of those top five you know ranked these are the teams we most expect to win it nashville plays four of those five teams. Winnipeg plays zero of those teams. Y'all, this is this is going to be a gauntlet for the Nashville Predators. There's just no other way to say it. And you know, we had talked last year about the month of March for the for the Predators last season was a gauntlet. We are right back in it again looking at all of these top teams and are there some some games that the Predators could squeak a win out? There are, but I think that there are far more games where fans are going to walk away from a game if the Predators are competitive and don't win, still feeling okay because of just the new direction of this team. So it's all about expectations, all about expectations looking ahead, yeah. as in and, set them low. And you mentioned, uh, you know, all the games against teams that are currently in the playoffs uh, there's also one against the Buffalo Sabres who are just on the outside looking in. So they're yeah. firmly in a playoff hunt. So, you know, other than I looked at it and St. Louis is mm -hmm. really the only game where it's like this is this is against a for sure 100 percent non-playoff team. Right. Everything else is our team battling for playoffs right now. So I'll ask you, Ann, you look at the schedule it's we we know it's tough we know it is going to be an absolute gauntlet but is there a spot in there maybe against a winning team or a stretch that you look at and say all right if the preds were going to make a run this is a place that maybe they can take advantage of right here there you know and it, there is and it's actually coming up sooner rather than later which for me is good because i don't like to drag out my drama I like to wrap it up as quick as possible. And it's next week. Next week, the Nashville Predators play. You mentioned Buffalo at Buffalo. And then they have two very interesting home games, both against Ellie Tolvanen and the Seattle Kraken. Ooh, yeah. I know. And this three-game stretch for me, I'm so glad it's coming up when it's coming up because let's just, you know, let's cut to the chase here. I do think, you know, although Buffalo is in the playoff hunt, this is a team that's really hungry to get back. You have Tage Thompson, you know, you have some things really cooking in Buffalo that that are exciting. They also have had some injuries. They're two, four and two so far this month. So they're a little bit, they're kind of struggling to get their footing. I think that's a game the Predators could come away with some points. 
And then you get to these two games against Seattle. And let's face it, if if you were writing a hockey soap opera, you would center the storyline around these two games against Seattle because it is the Ellie Tolvanen redemption tour or the David Poyle, we're so glad you're retiring tour. Could go either way. Seattle's an interesting team. We talked about this when when we were kind of doing our Western Conference Wednesday because you look at their statistics and you look at how they're doing in in offense and defense and special teams. And there's a moment of like, how'd y'all get here? Like yeah. who who like who let you in? But I think that there's so much emotion wrapped up in Ellie Tolvanen in the Seattle team that I can see him coming here and trying to just light it up. Um, and I think for the fans, these are these are games that are going to be big. So these are going to be high emotion games. I really think that the Nashville Predators, if they play well, I think they could take one of two of those games. They could maybe even take two of those two games. So that three-game stretch next week, Buffalo on the 21st, and then Seattle the 23rd and 25th, I think those three games are going to give people an idea of like keep expectations high or like hey let's just you know hope they all have fun the rest of the season yeah uh, and that was kind of the stretch i'm looking at too and and the thing is the seattle kraken are also kind of cooling off a, mm-hmm. a little bit here lately yeah uh, they've fallen they you know at one time were on top of the pacific division for a long time they've fallen back into a wild card spot mainly by virtue of a lot of the other teams in the central or the Pacific division that they're battling with uh, have gotten really hot. And unlike the Seattle Kraken, a lot of those teams made a lot of moves at the trade deadline to get better. Uh, We unfortunately know what the Edmonton Oilers did. Uh, You know, LA made a couple of moves. Vegas, uh, you know, brought in Jonathan Quick to try to shore up that goaltending. Yes. And so Seattle really didn't do anything. So they're under pressure right now. And they're coming to Bridgestone for two games in three nights. I still don't know why. I don't it's know. It's the weirdest schedule. And it's like that for a couple of different uh, NHL teams, too. Um, they and, and so I look at that game and I think this is going to have a playoff feel. Yes. Like this is one of those that it might just get downright nasty in that second game between some of these two, because you have two teams fighting for playoff lives. You have a familiar phone back-to-back games. You know, if there's some heavy hitting, some frustration that boils in game one, game two is going to be absolutely crazy. So which team is going to be better at managing their emotions and maybe be able to not overdo it, but use some of that fire, some of that fury to propel themselves into you know a second game win so i I do look at that and and you know nashville predators have a young team that's going to be a big test for them to be able to do that uh considering not a lot of these people have played nhl playoff hockey before but you know that's an opportunity for the nashville predators right there that stretch Mm -hmm. yeah and i like that it's sooner rather than later let's not drag it out the other, there's a back-to-back two in April, April 3rd and 4th, Predators play, you mentioned it, at Dallas. They come home the next day and they are hosting Vegas. And look, Dallas, this is a team, and it kills me to say it, but this is a team that I think just is is getting a lot of it 
all together the, this season at the right time. So that's going to be a challenging game in Dallas. And then you got to come home and you got to face Vegas. Those are two, you know, those are two playoff teams. Those are two teams in the Western Conference that are going to be battling for, you know, a deep playoff run. So what can Nashville do against them? Say they go through this next stretch, say they collect, you know, a decent number of points against Buffalo in the two Seattle games. They survive some the next week. They have Seattle or they have St. Louis Saturday, April 1st. And they're still kind of like, hey, look at us collecting some points. Those two games, I think, are going to sort of separate the men from the boys. Like how realistic is it going to be? I don't know that the playoff hope is going to necessarily last that long for the Nashville Predators. Because again, if they say they get a point or two against Dallas and Vegas, hey, on Thursday, welcome Carolina. So yeah. this is just, this is a tough run for the Nashville Predators. And, and even if they get past Carolina, even if they're still in the playoff hunt, let's say they've gotten some points. They've cleared all these hurdles. Guess who's after that Carolina game, man? Come on. At Winnipeg, which Brutal. at that point would be the absolute make or break game seven, I think, for your playoff hopes. And it's it would be at Winnipeg, one of, according to most NHL players, yes. one of the toughest buildings to play in in the entire NHL. So it's not going to be easy. So let's uh, let's let's put something small in our palette first, shall we? The Chicago Blackhawks coming to town tonight. Yes. Let's just get let's just get that out of the way first because you, you <laughs> lose this that. game. You lose this game to the Chicago Blackhawks, and then then the entire first twenty minutes of this podcast just went out <laughs> the door again. That's uh, right. So yeah, you look at the Chicago Blackhawks team. We know their situation. They are trying to be as bad as humanly possible. Sometimes succeeding, sometimes uh, going on little mini runs like. They're kind of on a okay-ish stretch for them right now. Yeah, uh, just beat Boston. Four of their last ten, which is better than a lot of their fellow tank teams. Uh, so, what what do you see when you look at this matchup, Anne? You know, there's a couple things that stand out to me. Chicago just beat the Boston Bruins, and how they did that was capitalizing on mistakes. They really were very fortunate. Boston is not a team that makes a lot of mistakes, and that was the night where Chicago could capitalize on them. So the Nashville Predators are going to have to play much better than they played against Detroit. When the Preds played Detroit, there were a lot of turnovers in the neutral zone. They had a, you know some trouble exiting the defensive zone without turning the puck back over. Fortunately, UC Saros would you know kind of bail them out of that situation. But Nashville tonight is going to have to not make those kind of puck mistakes because Chicago is a team that can make you pay for them. And if you commit just enough and they happen to capitalize just enough, you're going to end up with a game like Boston and Chicago. So for me, a lot of it is going to come down to how does Nashville execute with the puck tonight? Yeah. And they're starting to have some random out of nowhere youth step up to, you know, mm -hmm. talk about somebody like Taylor Radish who has scored six times in the last five games uh yeah. so you know this isn't i, I think it's going to be very easy to to look at this team and be like oh well, they don't have you know patrick kane they don't have jonathan taze for the rest of the year this is just like a lol who's on this team 
kind of team. You know, they they do have some pieces that are starting to get hot. And so this isn't a game in which the Nashville Predators can kind of overlook things. And look, I know that, you know, we kind of laugh at this, um, you know, maybe given his contract and all that. But Seth Jones is an all-star on that blue line and can create offense. He's very good yeah. at creating offense. So it's it's not like, you know, there, there's absolutely devoid of nothing. And, you know, we can see some moments of, you know, him starting up some really good plays for the for the Chicago Blackhawks. And I'll also mention, Ann, that Alex Stalock, who has kind of emerged as maybe a contender for their new full-time starter, uh, he's absolutely having himself a second yes. year. Uh, yeah, and, you know, 9-18 save percentage this season, two shutouts and just 18 starts. More shutouts than the Nashville Predators as a team, mind you. <laughs> so, you know, you're looking at the team, and if the Nashville Predators are being like, okay, here's our two points. This is this is easy. Here's our gimme. Uh, they're going to be in for, I think, a disappointing game because this Blackhawks team, as bad as they are on paper, starting to find a few bright spots. Yes. And once they start finding their groove, Nashville has to be careful. The other thing I think the Predators have to do tonight is they've got to get that power play back on track. They were 0 for 5 um, against uh, Detroit or no, 0 for 5 against, was it 0 for 5 against Detroit? Yeah, it was, it was against Detroit, but you could have really picked any team. I could I mean, was, it would have been like, yo, yeah. Yeah, it was really rough. But if you look back, the you know a power play goal was was a difference for the Nashville Predators in getting wins against Anaheim, against LA Kings, against the Florida Panthers. You know those were one goal wins with a power play. So this is super important for Nashville. You know this is not necessarily a game as much as we may kind of say this is the the gimme game. Chicago is not going to make this a gimme game. So Nashville has got to get that power play back on on track. It did not look good, friends, against Detroit. It was very painful two-minute segments of the game. So they've got to get that back on track, get Phil Tomasino involved. I would love it if Luke Evangelista was back in the lineup tonight. We don't know that that's going to happen. Same with Yuso Parsonen. But it would be really good to get that power play firing again. I think it's going to be a difference maker for the Preds if they can do it. Yeah, and Philip Forsberg, who has continually been uh, practicing with that non-contact jersey, at this point kind of seems like a uh, you know a long shot that he would be in the lineup as well. Uh, but they they just need somebody to finish those chances. And yes. it's one of those things. It's very weird. You watch the power play and the puck movements there. You know, the movement for the players themselves are there. There's a lot of skating. There's a lot of getting you know into good spots. It's just there's nobody to pull that trigger. It is just yeah. a lot of it's just a lot of foreplay with no finish. <laughs> and the Nashville Predators need a finisher. They need that Philip Forsberg type person back. And if he's not back, then you have to look at one of these players on the team. It's like, okay, who's going to be the guy that just says, screw it, takes advantage of some good puck movement, skates in and just puts something on net or just, you know, finally just, you know, pulls that one timer. Uh, from wherever he is on the ice, you know, Matt Duchesne, 43 goals last year. I, I think it has to be him. Yes. Or, or Agreed. at least one of the guys, you know, if Phil Thomas or not Phil Thomasino, but if Luke Evangelista is back in the lineup, 
he's somebody that kind of had that same sort of energy, somebody who's yes. willing to just get the puck and go to the net and take a shot. I would love to maybe see him be that guy too. So somebody's got to be the dude that says, okay, enough is enough. We got to, the puck movement's great and all, but we got to take this from zero to a hundred. Absolutely. And I agree with you that I think Matt Duchesne is that guy. And I also think tonight we need to see Roman Yossi be that guy. Yeah. Those two veterans have been very quiet. I know that they're doing a lot of work in the locker room. I know they're doing a lot with these young players, but I really would like to see those two veterans step up and lead this team tonight when it comes to things like generating offense, physical play, responsible with the puck. Let's see what the older fellas can do tonight on the ice. Yeah, wouldn't mind uh, just seeing some big uh, Roman Yossi shots. Come on. Uh, so yeah, Nashville Predators versus Chicago Blackhawks tonight at Bridgestone Arena, seven o'clock Central Puck Drop. The he's his remaining game on the schedule for the Nashville Predators. So, boy, tomorrow is going to be a fun episode, one way or the other. Uh, so be sure to tune in for that. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Also, be sure to follow the podcast, LO underscore Predators. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button, no matter how you're listening, whether you're watching on YouTube or following us on your favorite podcasting platform. That's going to do it for us on today's edition of the Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. Back tomorrow with a new episode. See you then.